I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. Welcome to another episode of Tip to Tip with Lou and Chris. My name is Lou. Hey, and my name is Chris. That's Chris. Um, we're doing it. We're back at it. It's another day. Another another dollar. There's no there's no dollars involved in this. Um, how you been? Uh, I've been really fucking tired lately. Yeah. And you're working hard, huh? Yeah, but it's just like I haven't been working super late because of we're still in the pandemic here. We're still semi-quarantined. And yeah. um, I don't know, man. It's the fucking mood lately or the vibe. I don't know. I do. It's called Everybody's Scared. <laughs> That's I mean, probably I'm not what scared. The vibe is. I'm just tired. No, but you're probably dealing with people who are scared. That's for sure. I mean, I definitely like deliver packages to people, and they're just like, you know, the door's closer. They're just like, just leave it there and walk away. <laughs> Just leave it. No, yeah, just leave it there. <laughs> they got the fucking tape measure out. Like, don't walk past this line. Exactly that. Right. I can imagine. Yeah. I. Uh, I got. I. I got really lucky. The job that I have. It's. I can't believe how lucky I got that I have a job that I can do everything I do from home, and it's way better doing it from home because I can do it in my underpants and I can. <laughs> get up and walk away from the computer and fucking give my wife a, a hug and a snuggle, you know? And yeah. A little smoochy smooch. It's like I'm getting paid my hourly wage, but I'm kind of hanging out half the time. You know, I'm doing the job, but, you know, it's, I, I don't know, it's crazy how lucky I got. I wonder if you could uh, finagle that into, like, a day or two a week you're working from home kind of thing. Bro, I'm going to try so hard. <laughs> yeah. if, this, if, if they ever lift this thing, if they ever lift this lockdown... I mean, my direct supervisor already kind of, he asked me about it the last time we had a one-on-one, like, hey, if, if they'll allow you to work from home after this is over, would you want to do that? And I was like, of course. You're saving me 10 hours a week of commuting. Of course I do. That's awesome. And I've already proven to them that I'll do, I mean, they not to get you. too far in the weeds, but we, one of the things we've been doing is covering these uh, care tickets that come in when a delivery is past a certain point time-wise. And it's like an automated system that creates a ticket, and then we go through and just manually look at each ticket and see what's going on, try to figure out how to fix it. And they they judge based on how many tickets we're doing and how long we're on each ticket, that kind of thing. And I, after the first week of doing them, and I've done these tickets before, um, it was actually part of my job back in, like, June, July of last year for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, they they move us around, have us do different things, but... so. I'm very comfortable with them and I just put my head down and and do the fucking work. And after that first week, they told me that I was number one in the company for the tickets. Like I had the most done at the entire company, (laughs) (laughs) like number one. And there was a, we had a meeting with like higher ups and like a virtual conference call. Yeah. And one of them knew me by name. (laughs) He's like, Oh, you're the ticket guy. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I guess so. So, like, yeah, it's crazy to me that 
apparently word got around extremely competent <laughs> yeah you know what it is it's uh some of my coworkers lack common sense so i get to a ticket and i figure out quickly like what's what i'm looking at and i yeah. can do the right thing take the take the next step whatever that is and i feel like if i was over the shoulder of my a lot of my compadres they would be like staring at it for eight or nine minutes like trying <laughs> to figure out what's going on you know and sometimes it's a little obtuse but i don't know like i, I would say when you're doing tickets like that for every 10 of them that are that are quick as fuck like less than a minute you get one where you actually have to like think about it and figure something out but usually it's just like an order is but not assigned you know right the order is 40 minutes old and it hasn't been assigned yet because no driver will take it because there's no tip on it or something right you know and you just figure out like okay this is what needs to happen next i don't know my i i digress but anyway my job is uh very functional for an at-home job i'm having no no issues there Sweet. thus far yeah but uh anyway enough about that we'll talk about that in another 80 <laughs> episodes or something <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if by the time we get to my current job, I'll still be working there. That's what I was curious about. That will be fucking impressive, considering how many jobs we've been talking about where I worked like three days or a week or two days. It's going to be crazy if we get this entire podcast series done and I had the same job the whole time. You've changed. <laughs> I guess. I'm definitely <laughs> older and fatter. So uh, we're on episode 38. That's big 3-8 here, which I know isn't a meaningful number really what was it like to be 38 did anything <sighs> important i don't happen? remember no i mean well, what what when was that how well, i'm 43 now so that would have been five years ago yeah so i was here i don't know i think i probably got gotten some fights at a at a souvenir <laughs> shop that i worked at <laughs> that's probably how 38 went for me you were taking out the trash <laughs> yeah maybe but uh yeah, not too noteworthy. Okay. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully I'll think of it, and when we get to that job, I'll be like, oh, I was 38 at this job. Remember when we talked about that five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about Suncoast Motion Picture Company. Sweet. Which was my 36th job. Let's do the occupational breakdown, and then we'll talk about it. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Occupational breakdown. <laughs> I like it. I think um, you're gonna have to add a few layers on top of that, bro. We're, um, every time <laughs> when I when I edit these episodes, I spend more time editing the occupational breakdown part than I do the rest of the episode. It's obnoxious. We appreciate it. If you could see it, it's basically my wife in the living room listening to me laugh in the bedroom. Like, what the fuck? What, what are you? She's like, what are you laughing at in there? And I'm like, the occupational breakdown. <laughs> she keeps looking yeah. over her shoulder. Exactly. <laughs> I said bedroom. I meant the drawing room. I don't, I don't edit in the bedroom. I edit in the drawing room. Gotcha. So, like I said, Suncoast Motion Picture Company, colloquially known as Suncoast, <laughs> was my 36th job. Uh, I started around the, it was the end of July of 2000, just to give you some, a time frame for you to enjoy. Good old 2000. Thank you. Uh, my position held, I was the assistant manager, so that's cool. Yeah. 
and then uh, my wage earned. It, it's a little hard to explain. Between nine and ten dollars an hour is what I wrote here. I will explain that better, uh, hopefully, in a minute. <laughs> but it, it wasn't an exact number, and I worked there three and a half months. Okay. So not a bad, not a bad little run on this bad boy. No. And that was your occupational breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) Occupational breakdown. Occupational. Occupational. (laughs) It's like, I love kind of just getting close to the mic and then looking at you and waiting to see if you're going to break. Stop looking at me. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Have you ever been to Yorktown Mall? Yes, I have. I have too, but I've only been there, I think, a, a couple of times. This was one of the first times. I wasn't familiar with it. I, my interview was at Yorktown. Ooh, so I applied okay. at, yeah, I applied at Suncoast and they called me for an interview and they said, hey, can you go to Yorktown? The manager, the general manager of the Suncoast that I was trying to get a job at in Woodfield was covering a shift or covering a week or something down there. Mm. And so I was like, yeah, I can drive down there. Uh, weirdly, Yorktown will feature in a future episode, uh, but we won't worry about that right now. <laughs> so, yeah, Yorktown's pretty far south. It's not really a, a, a chill drive to get from our area in the northwest suburbs down there. Um, but that's where I went for my interview. I don't really remember anything about it other than the mall was dead. kind of seemed like a mall that time forgot to me a little bit. <laughs> Definitely lower rent than uh, Woodfield would be. Yeah. So the pay. Let's see if I can make sense of this. This weird Skype just gave me a weird, like, it popped that picture I sent to you up for some reason. Like, hey, remember this picture you sent? (laughs) Like, I do, but I don't need to look at it right now, fuckface. Where was I? The pay was weird. So I I made $360 a week plus half time for every hour over 40. Half Not time. time and a half, half time. It came out to around nine fifty an hour, working about forty seven hours a week. Okay. Now, the the way that they kind of explained it, instead of having me be a salaried employee, so if I was let's say required to work forty seven hours a week, but I was salaried, so I wasn't going to make overtime for that at all. Yeah. They were like, we're going to pay you uh, half time for those hours over 40 basically like it was so weird dude i remember thinking like all right i mean i'm gonna be selling dvds right (laughs) like like whatever as long as i'm making some money but it was like a really weird it wasn't time and a half it it was it was like you're a salaried employee you make 360 dollars a week and then you're gonna get paid half of if we took that 360 and divided it by 40 You'll make half of that per hour over forty. So like four fifty an hour Five for bucks. those seven hours after, because I basically worked forty seven hours a week more or less. Okay. Because I had there was a, one day a week I was required to work a double, so I would open and close, and then four regular days, something like that. So yeah, it was it was weird. It was fucking weird. Yeah. On paper, it was kind of ugly. I was like, whatever, you know, like nine fifty. I it's better than minimum wage. It's slightly better than some other places. Maybe would pay me for manager. 
around this time, you know, I was interviewing at places to be like an assistant manager, key holder, or supervisor or something. And some fucking places pay like 50 cents more than a regular employee for a key holder. Yeah, that's like crazy. a place like Spencer's Gifts, their fucking managers there. I don't know what their their GMs make, but their key holders and shit don't make they don't make anything. So this is kind of one of those. It was like, oh, we know you want to work here because it's cool and you like movies and it's like seems like it's a fun place to work. So we don't have to actually pay you. There's no incentive to like for them to pay people because a bunch of fucking dorks want to work there anyway. Right. Myself included. You know, I, I shopped there a lot. If if for people out there that don't know what Suncoast is, I probably should have said this earlier because I just in my brain I'm like everybody knows Suncoast. <laughs> it's like DVDs, it's VHS, it's tchotchkes, collectibles. Um, you know, it's like one of those places. So walls covered in movies and posters and toys and I believe they sold uh, like used stuff too, didn't they? Uh, not the one I worked at. Okay. I don't I don't like used movies? Yeah. I could be remembering it wrong. Yeah, I don't know. They, the one I worked at definitely didn't, but maybe that was something they did before, although I feel like How old were you in 2000? In the year 2000. I was 13 or 14. <laughs> All right. I can't imagine you remember a lot from before that time, so your memory is probably from that time or after. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't know, think it was that place. And my only experience with Suncoast video is the one from Randhurst. So, oh uh, yeah, what the fuck ever. Who? Yeah, <laughs> I used to shop at that one occasionally. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. I actually, my ex girlfriend, when we lived in back in the days when I was working at Edwards Cinemas. You remember we talked about Edwards and I worked at the, the the one in the mall and the big one where I hated it yeah. during the Evita premiere. At that time, she had a, two part-time jobs. One was at Suncoast and the other one was at like a, um, a fucking bagel shop, I think. I don't know. She had a ton of jobs too. But yeah, it was that time she around that era that she worked at Suncoast. Uh, she actually, she worked there when we moved to Van Nuys too, back in the uh, Walden Books days as yeah. well. She worked at, at the same in the same mall that the Walden Books and the Calendar Kiosk were in. So I was very familiar with Suncoast. I always liked shopping there. Um, always did shop there. I'm a, mo- I'm a movie fan. So lots of posters, lots of VHS. Fucking VHS, dude. I don't have nostalgia for VHS. You'd think I would, but I really don't. You don't. <laughs> you, young, you youngster. No, I mean, we all had them, but it's not like... You know, a technology that was better or... It was definitely worse. I mean, it was yeah, better than, definitely you worse. know, whatever, Fucking but it wasn't... It was so much worse than DVDs and so much worse than streaming or digital that... How about this? Do you remember having to rewind a movie in order to watch it again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's such a silly concept, but like, you had to rewind Dude, there was bitch. an actual little machine you would buy. You could buy a rewinder. <laughs> a fast yeah one, it would right? rewind it faster than like just your v your vcr would it's so fucking yeah, ridiculous not, not cool man i remember some vhs's like titanic would come with two tapes because it was so long and exactly <laughs> yeah switch tapes in the middle of the movie yeah fuck all mm-hmm. that noise what else was a double double vhs um titanic is always the one that comes to mind for me uh das boot yeah. i think was double <laughs> why is that funny 
<laughs> well, thank You're you, a Ethan, huge man. fan of Dust Boots. You want to know why? Because Dan has Dust Boot on VHS. That's why I know that. Although I think they did, oh, I think the extended version, surprise. like the director's cut, is double, and I think the regular version is just a single VHS. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> Fucking Dan. Boot, yeah, he's fucking Dan. Yeah, VHS could go fuck itself. It was inferior. Yeah, the job was just opening and closing the store, ringing up customers, doing special orders, processing shipment, um, watching movies all day. You know, on the TVs in there. Yeah, they, we didn't have like uh, we. It was basically me and usually one, maybe two part timers. So there wasn't like a person to do to process shipment. Like shipment came in, we'd do it. So you ended up kind of doing everything when you worked there uh, as a as a manager. Yeah. And yeah, I fucking I took advantage of my employee discount. I remember. I don't think it was great, but it was not bad. Was better than some discounts I've had. We haven't talked too much about employee discounts over over this podcast, have we? We haven't really hit a lot of places where you've taken advantage, like the theater. Yeah, no, I mean the theater. The theater was cool just because it was like free movies, and especially when you were either a manager or you were the manager's best friend and roommate, or you were dating the manager. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> You could, I could get into. I, I didn't pay for a movie for fucking years, and then when I finally started having to pay for movies again, it took a while for me to be able to do it and not feel weird and bad about it. Like fuck, I'm getting worked. Because I used to see shit like I used to so sh- see shit like Weekend at Bernie's Two and Meteor Man and then garbage movies in the theater, and then suddenly I'm paying. I'm not gonna go see that shit for. I'm not gonna pay to see that shit. Same thing with <laughs> concessions, like buying popcorn. It took me, I'd say, a solid five years to be able to buy popcorn because of how much free popcorn I ate. I just couldn't even conceive of paying, you know, $7 for a fucking popcorn, but inconceivable. I've gotten over that at this point. Um, the discount at, do I remember the, the discount at target? I think we did talk about it, the target one maybe, but I don't know if we did. It was like 10%. It was like tax. And it wasn't on, you couldn't get it on everything. It was only on certain things. Yeah, we did. Fuck that. Tower, I can't remember if the discount was great. It was okay. It was probably like a a percentage, uh, you know, better than tax, but not so fantastic that you'd feel compelled to buy things you didn't want. Suncoast was like that, too. Did you make up for that just by stealing? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You just steal it. I never stole from Tower. Weirdly. Even though Russ Solomon was paying me like I did. You weren't being paid. Yeah, he was paying me. He was paying me what I was worth, minus what other people were stealing. Fuck. I, I I hooked up with a girl while we were working at Tower, and she worked there too. And then, like after I quit, she told me that she when she was she was working at a different Tower before that one, and she told me that her and her like friends who worked there all used to steal tons of shit when they worked. And I remember being like, "Really? All right. Like, <laughs> okay." <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're not telling me you're stealing from them now, but I know you are. <laughs> you just admitted that to me, so whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I, I bought DVDs like every paycheck. Every paycheck, I bought a couple of them. Uh, I remember buying Sex in the City Season 1, and that might have been the first DVD I bought for myself. Because this is around the time I got myself a DVD player. Um, I never, didn't have one before this. We talked back in the uh, tower, or the sorry, the Target 
episode again, I think, or maybe the one before that about my first DVD. And I think it was Cruel Intentions. I thought it was Blair Witch Project, but it turned out to be Cruel Intentions. The I think right. the first one I bought myself might have been Sex in the City season one. I yeah. like that. And I remember being very excited when the special edition of Nightmare Before Christmas came out that October. So DVDs, mm-hmm. I like DVDs. I uh, I have a very f- uh, strong memory of one of the part timers, this guy Michael, who was kind of buttoned up, very proper pretty nerdy and he loved steven spielberg his favorite movie was jaws and i used to get him all fucking riled up because we put jaws up on the on the screens and watch jaws and then i would just <laughs> complain about the extras like how bad the extras were because when you watch movies like you know obviously the main actors you're like oh that, that guy was really good or he was great or she was awesome like but we never think too much about the acting of the extras jaws has terrible extra acting I thought you were making a fucking joke. No, I'm not even kidding. But I was doing it to fuck with him because it drove him nuts. He used to say to me, it's a fucking masterpiece. This is a masterpiece. I can't believe you're, you're talking about this movie like that. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> he used to call it a masterpiece and make me laugh so hard because I was like, look at that guy. Like he's screaming at nothing. He's he's running away in the wrong direction. <laughs> Just like making fun of the extras in Jaws. Jaws is a, it's a, it's a, it's a fine movie. But the extras are terrible in it. Um, I also remember working with a gothic girl there. One of my part-timers was a a girl with the classic, like, real pale skin, fucking dyed black hair, drawn-on eyebrows, you know, like, painted-on eyebrows. Nice. And uh, she was really nice. She was, like, a sweet girl. We we got along pretty well. I never treated her, you know, weirdly, and I'm sure she appreciated that. But I had this really awkward exchange with her one day because she was she came back from a break and one of her eyebrows was smudged. And I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> do I say something or do I just let her spend the rest of the day? And, and how do I approach this? It's kind of weird to be like, hey, the eyebrow that you draw on, it's smudged. But I, I felt compelled to tell her. I had to tell her, hey, uh, go take a look in the mirror real quick. <laughs> Get some eyebrow stuff happening. <laughs> yeah and how did she take that or uh, she it? was a little weird about it but she was fine she went and fixed her eyebrow and then we never spoke of it again i just remember feeling like oh this is a new one i've never had to tell somebody their eyebrow is smudged do you remember did you remember this or did you know i remember it i remembered it <laughs> i okay. fucking remember it it's st- it's stuck That's with a funny me. thing yeah, I've had a couple of those. As a manager at places, you, you get in these situations where you're like, oh, I didn't think I'd ever be having this conversation. Uh, I might remember it when we talk about Best Buy eventually, but I had to tell a guy at Best Buy that he stunk. Hmm. Do you remember that? Ooh. I was like... Uh, refresh me. I, the guy there smelled like fucking B.O., and people complained about it, and... Um, oh, people our, fucking complained? Yeah, and Crystal came to me, or the the... A customer service manager you remember her she came to me yeah. and she's like hey yeah. um one of us has to talk to him about it and if you if she's like if you don't want <laughs> to it's do, not gonna be well me. she's like if you don't want to do it i'll do it but i want to like give you the opportunity before i do it because he is your employee because he's a warehouse employee and i was like yeah i'll do it i'm not gonna make you deal do deal, deal with that but i definitely spent the whole day dreading it who was it i don't remember his name he was a guy that didn't work there the whole time we were there it was he was like a guy that came in for a couple of couple of weeks okay um i, I don't remember his name i remember the look on his face 
<laughs> I remember taking How him aside. How did that go? It was uncomfortable. He he basically told me that he, he was uh, homeless at the time and was like, oh, shit. yeah, and wasn't able to shower every day. And I was like, well, just get yourself some deodorant and try to change your shirt. <laughs> you know, like giving him like tips. It was super awkward, man. That shit sucks. That's that's one of the worst things about being a manager. The other one is firing people, which I've also done plenty of. But not at not at Suncoast. I didn't have to fire anybody at Suncoast. <laughs> I did work with a girl at Suncoast that I ended up working with at a later job. And it was weird. It's you know, so this this later job that we're gonna talk about in a few episodes, it's gonna remain nameless in, in this moment. <laughs> I got hired there and two people from from past jobs worked there. Like I came in on my my first day or my second day and one of them I recognized this girl that I worked with at uh, Suncoast. I recognized immediately she was a cashier at this other job and we got along well, but it was kind of weird. Like, hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in a year and a half or whatever. Like, like I moved away and came back kind of a thing. And I just was like a person I never thought I'd see again. And then the other one I worked with at, at uh, tower in Schomburg and I didn't recognize him at all. And it's a funny fucking story. So I'll tell you that in a couple of episodes, but okay. Uh, yeah. When we get to that episode, this, I worked with a girl that, that from Suncoast also that place, that place was like a convergence point for all my past jobs or something. Uh, <laughs> she was nice. Um, but not really memorable other than that. I was like, oh, I worked with you before. <laughs> hmm. uh, I'm going to tell you something that I wasn't sure I was going to tell you this, especially on Mike, but I feel compelled to. You know me pretty well. I love these moments. Yeah, this <laughs> this one, I, I don't even know if I've told my wife this one. And it, I it, because it's not particularly memorable to me because I've done a lot of crazy shit. But uh, yeah, I put it somehow in my journal and i was like oh fuck i did do that so do you remember those girls gone wild videos that there'd be commercials at like two in the morning and it's basically just drunk chicks during spring break like flashing their tits at the camera uh yeah i used to masturbate constantly to those (laughs) were you (laughs) are you joking are you serious i'm joking okay (laughs) so well (laughs) we're about to go down a road here we oh. sold some of those videos <laughs> at, at Suncoast, and one morning I was working alone. I was processing shipment, and I'm like, you know, I got an hour between b- before the next employee gets there, and the gate's all locked up, and it's, you know, exactly. I'm looking around. I'm like, you know what? There's no one here but me and that TV and that VCR and this tape and this office, and... <laughs> I threw that son of a bitch in there and I found the appropriate material and I jerked off. And as soon as I finished into a paper towel, <laughs> I thought, I thought to myself, I thought self, I don't know for sure. There aren't cameras in here. Oh fuck. You know what I mean? Like if you, yeah. if you run a store where you're paying your employees less than they, than you should be paying them probably. And it's videos and DVDs and toys and stuff like that. You might suspect people might try to steal stuff from you and you'd get some cameras and put them in various places where someone might go to steal one of those pieces of merchandise. 
And you might be checking those tapes just to make sure everything's on the up and up. And what's this? What's Lou doing? Oh, look, he's processing shipment. That's good. He's he's working even though nobody's watching. What? Wait, what's it? What? Why is he? Why is he touching his dick? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, it's done. What's done is done. I've already done what I did. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just zip up, and I'm gonna. Put this, Hope for the best. Put this, put this video in the damn it in the defective <laughs> box because it's open, <laughs> and I'm gonna move on with my life, and we'll see if that comes back to haunt me at some point, which it never did. Um, I never had a weird, awkward co- conversation with my manager there, but I was prepared to every single time I saw her after that. I was like, "Is this the day? It's the day of the day." I was also like, "You know what? That could interrupt end up on the internet pretty easily as well." <laughs> somebody wanted to so for sure not a smart move sometimes sometimes the hormones get the best of you and you you jerk off in the back room at work now let me ask you a question yeah go ahead do you want to tell part of that story in a different way just because it's it's out there but it's out there in a way that you and i would just tell each other i mean who's gonna care at this point, what's what's the harm? That's what I always say. Let's think I mean, about. I'm fine with. Let's it. think about the ways that that could come back and haunt me. At this point, I don't really see any. I mean, we've already torpedoed any future job prospects I have with this podcast. If at some point a future employer decides to like really do a deep dive on me, and I'm going to be honest, if you got to the point where you're listening to these episodes, you did a deep fucking dive. And I'm impressed. I don't deserve the job if you found me out. <laughs> right? Right. And other than that, like, I'm not going to be a fucking congressman one day. Oh, yeah, that's for so sure. So it's like, other than that, like, I'm not going to not... I The only reason I wouldn't have told Tammy about that is because I forgot about it. I didn't think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, she knows way, way, way more disgusting things about me than that. So I don't really see any reason not to put it out there. But maybe while editing it, I will clip it out and then you as a home listener, will hear what happens next. (laughs) That's where I'll cut back in from the, from the uh, horrible story about me beating off at work. Oh boy. In a weird turn of events, I got employee of the month at that job. (laughs) (laughs) Right after that. (laughs) I think it might've been because of that. My, my manager's like, I kind of like what you're working with. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I got a, and looking back, it seems weird that the assistant manager would get employee of the month. I mean, there weren't that many employees. There in the really store, weren't. Right? It was like me and <laughs> it was like me and four other people. But I definitely got employee of the month that month. Cool. I guess I thought it was funny at the time. I was like, "Yay!" I worked with a guy named Robert there that was really nice, and he was writing a screenplay, and he wanted to move to California and be a filmmaker, which. I kind of expected there to be at least one of those. So it was nice that, you know, that was a dude I got along with. And yeah. I remember him giving me his screenplay that he was working on to read. And I was like, all right, well, it's a screenplay. So that's cool. <laughs> like kind of in that position, like eh, this is you're going to I mean, it's not a whole lot different about how I feel about my own screenplays from that period of time. You know, like, yeah, that's a screenplay. It's got the right amount of words and everything. I feel like in that situation, 
you make a decision whether you really want to read it because then it puts you in a situation where you have to reply yeah, as to sure. what you feel about it. Yeah, I'm dumb because I, I tend to be like, yeah, yeah, let's trade or let's share. Or, yeah, I want to see it. And then like, I kind of don't. Once I open it, I'm like, oh shit, they're going to ask me what I think. And I don't like lying about stuff like that. So I've definitely weaved a tail or two in those situations. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember it being an issue with him. I don't I remember him being pretty like, yeah, it's, I'm, it's just a thing I'm working on and hopefully I'll get better. He was a nice dude. Um, cool. So there's this old guy that used to come in all the time. And I like, old, I mean like gray hair, like silver fucking hair, old, like probably in his 70s. But he dressed like a fucking 12-year-old. Like he would wear big baggy oh. jeans and like Dragon Ball Z print fucking button-down shirts, like crazy colors with like Goku on the side doing a fucking, you know, whatever Goku does. <laughs> <laughs> What does Goku do? Does Goku do? He something? does fireballs. Does, and... does he have any fun, like cool moves that have a fun name? Fuck, I I've never watched an episode of that shit in my life. All right, dude. well, listen, it might have been Goku, it might have been Saiyan Goku, and it might have been Super Saiyan Goku. I don't know which one, but <laughs> regardless, he used to come in all the time and look at like the anime section, and he was like nice enough, but he was old, old and weird. Was he a white man? He was white. Yeah, he's very white. Okay. Occasionally I think about that guy because it's been enough time now. We're now, what, 20 years on? That guy's definitely dead. For sure. He's dead. And I sometimes I think to myself, like, that guy's dead. Like, that guy used to come in and now he's dead. <laughs> like, Dragon Ball Z guy is dead. <laughs> you have yourself a little cry. About I know. It. You know what? It doesn't make me sad necessarily, but I'm just like, ah, time just passes. It just moves on. I, re I think I react to that more than how I react to some people I've known dying. You know? Not because, like, anything, but just, I don't know, there's something about, like, I remember that guy used to come in, and I didn't think, like, wow, that's an old guy who's going to be dead soon. He was just the old guy who came in in the Dragon Ball Z shirts, and then now, years later, I'm like, that guy's definitely dead. Like, I wonder if they buried him in a Dragon Ball Z shirt. <laughs> One can only hope. I know, maybe they put him in a, Veg <laughs> they put him in a Vegeta shirt just to fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh painted his uh casket i 100 percent don't know anything about dragon ball z but my stepson went through a dragon ball z phase when he was a kid and i remember at some point he told me that goku rides a nimbus and i was like the fuck is a nimbus I, like i couldn't i thought he was making up a word and then i looked into it and i was like oh it's a fucking cloud it's a nimbus cloud but he was like, Goku's on his Nimbus, you know, like as a little kid. And I was like, what's this gibberish you're talking about? Goku on a Nimbus. What's a, <laughs> what's a Goku? What's a Nimbus? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking makes me laugh now thinking about that. Um, so back to the DVD thing. Uh, around this time, I got a Sears credit card. Yeah. And I used it to buy a DVD player and a surround sound system and a nice flat screen TV and a PlayStation because I had, you know, just moved in with Tammy and we, I want to spruce the place up a little bit. I definitely fucking maxed that fucking Sears card out and certainly never paid it off. <laughs> <laughs> certainly. That's one that followed me around for many, many years. And then Let eventually me... time passes and they just stop calling and then your credit gets better. It's weird. <laughs> Let me ask, um, how much did all that shit cost? One transaction? 
Yeah, all that shit together I bought in one transaction, and it cost, I would think about... Let's see. Let's do the math real quick. <laughs> Carry the seven. I'm guessing I probably paid about $1,500. Did you just say carry the seven? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. That was for you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, but no, I max. I I think I had a three thousand or a thirty-five hundred dollar limit on that Sears card, so I didn't max it out that day. Um, Yeah, I maxed out over the course of the following months. But yeah, um, and so when I worked at at Target, that's when the first Tony Hawk game came out for PlayStation. Oh, I don't yes. think it was out yet at that point. I'm not sure when it came out, but I remember we had a demo on the, and the, you know, I worked as the electronics team lead, as we talked about in that episode. And we had a Tony Hawk pro skater demo on the TVs and the video game section. And yeah. I used to fucking play that shit. And I was like, so I've gone through phases in my life with video games. Um, you know, as a kid, I had a fucking Atari and then I got a Nintendo. I had a Nintendo, uh, a Super Nintendo after that. I had a Sega Genesis. I had consistently had video games until I was probably middle of high school. And the middle of high school, it was like video games and playing music and skateboarding and girls. And there wasn't enough time for two of those things. So I first I got rid of video games. That was no longer a priority for me at all. And then skateboarding slowly came off the table and just left me music and girls that's really all i had time for and so then i didn't play video games really at all until i went through a quick period back in the you remember we talked about bixby's bagels sure do when i was living with barry and clay they had a nintendo 64 and i played uh, super mario 3d the super mario world 3d or whatever it is the one you know the fucking paintings yeah i played that one that whole time i lived with them and was like oh fucking video games i like got the bug again and then i moved and i was like okay i'm not gonna video games are off the table and then when we me and dan and jacqueline moved in together the second time town and country um it's like this is how i mark my life is jobs what job was i working at the time and i can always figure out where i was or when it was based on what job i was doing yeah But during that time, I can't remember if we talked about it in those episodes, but one of the employees I worked with at Town & Country gave me his PlayStation to play Final Fantasy VII on because he he wanted to talk to me about it. So I played Final Fantasy VII like for three months straight, just like constantly. And then we used to play, Dan had a Nintendo 64, we used to play like Wave Race and shit on GoldenEye. We fucking played a ton of GoldenEye during that period. Oh, fuck yeah. We did that. And then... Yeah, when I moved away, moved to California and, you know, worked at fucking Walden Books and that whole period of time, didn't have video games, moved to Newport Beach, didn't have video games. Yeah, I didn't I didn't fuck with video games basically from the time that Midwest moved to California until this period of time. This is a couple of years, maybe a year yeah. and a half where video games weren't on the radar. And then when I bought that PlayStation for Tam- when I moved in with Tammy, I basically bought the PlayStation so I could buy Tony Hawk. <laughs> Cause I was like, well, I'm not going to skate. Cause I don't want to break my arm. I don't have insurance and I'm fucking old. <laughs> so, but I do want to skate. I miss it. So it sort of li- let me live vicariously through the video game. And yeah, those fucking games are the best. But ever since then I've fucking 
been a PlayStation guy. I got a PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. And I go through phases. Sometimes I'll play a lot, sometimes I won't. But I've always had video games since this point. So this was sort of the re-entry of video games into my life was yeah. that Sears card. So thanks, Sears. Sorry I never paid you for it. <laughs> I'm sure I made a couple of payments. And I was like, oh, things didn't, didn't work out with those jobs. So you will uh, you will find out here in a couple of episodes how that happened. But yeah, um, I just got tired of fucking working all these hours and not making very much that's really what happened with this job i didn't mind the job the job itself was fine the customers are fine i liked movies talking about movies all day was cool but it's not making enough money you know like to especially for the amount of responsibility that you yeah. have like as a as a manager there like just things fall on you because i was a, a, the assistant i was there alone most of the time like i didn't usually my my general manager i only worked with her like once a week if that so it's not like i was always the one in charge when somebody came in pissed off about something did you have to deal with any shoplifters not there i don't remember i don't remember ever catching somebody at suncoast yeah unless okay. you, unless you count me you know beating off to that movie as shoplifting <laughs> So, Girls Gone Wild shoplifted my heart. <laughs> oh my God. I got to be honest with you. There's like, I don't often feel guilty about the things I jerk off to. You know, I like porn. I have some, there's some ambivalence or there's some, I, I have moments where I feel like, oh. I, I'm getting sexually aroused by this scene, and I have a feeling that this woman in this scene right now didn't want to be there. Like, Tammy at one point was watching one of the videos I had on my computer, and she's like, that that girl looks like there's somebody off camera with a gun. Like, <laughs> she, the look in her face does not look like she wants to be there. And I'm like, yeah, you're 100% right about it. I, I think you're right. And I had to delete it off the computer i was like yeah you're near she's really really attractive but she looks like not she looks like combination of scared and just embarrassed with the way her life turned out oh no but i feel like girls gone wild is the ultimate like dirty thing to masturbate to you know because like everybody in those videos a like i i would imagine 99 percent of them didn't get paid for anything they signed they were like drunk but just sober enough to sign a piece of paper <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. Like, it seems so shady. So you're basically like, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's worse than normal porn, even though it's like less graphic. Isn't it just girls flashing? Yeah. But they're flashing like in Cabo in fucking 1995. <laughs> and then here it is 2000 and they're on a video being sold at two in the morning and their picture like, you know. Like none of them were like, oh, this is gonna make <laughs> this is gonna be a big deal and follow me around the rest of my life. I mean, it's not too far off a of normal porn where a girl's like, oh, I need some money for college, and she's not thinking like, yes, literally every single male member of my family is going to see this video. You know, every single person I've ever known in high school is gonna see this video. They're going to pass it around. People are gonna say, hey, you remember that girl you went to school with? Check this video out. <laughs> oh, no. And I mean, that's partly it's on them you know they're they're over the age of reason i guess they should realize that it's not going to just go away when when they decide they don't want it to exist anymore and that six hundred dollars is not going to go very far right but still it's still pretty fucking i don't know 
there's a lot of w- weirdness there. It's the same problems I have with strip clubs. Like, they're titillating, I enjoy them, and also, they're gross. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's being uh, filled with testosterone. Testosterone really fucks with you a little bit. Anyway, yeah, I don't know how I got on that topic, but fucking Suncoast. I got tired of working there, and one of, actually, the guy I talked about that was writing the screenplay, he had quit about a month before this. And had gotten a job at Lucky Brand Dungarees, which is like a slightly higher end jeans store. And he basically suggested I apply there because he liked me. We got along really well and he knew that they were looking. And so I, I applied there. And, uh, well, we're going to talk about that next week. <laughs> <laughs> Very Needless cool. to say, spoiler alert, I got uh, hired at lucky brand dungarees so this is one of the few times that i got a job without having quit the previous job already did you give them notice i think i gave a week's notice i think that the lucky was like we need you quick and i was like i can i'll i'll give them a week even though two weeks is kind of standard especially in like retail i'll give them a week and if that's not enough time they can get fucked because they're paying me half time for every hour over 40 (laughs) so they can eat a dick but yeah, I think I gave a week's notice and I worked it, unlike, you know, other jobs we've talked about. Right. Uh yeah, that's Suncoast. So uh the PP scale. What, what what do you think we're going on this one? What would be your guess? Uh I'm gonna have to say either six or seven. Yeah, you're getting good at this, man. It's a seven. Yeah. It's a seven. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I don't see how I could give it less. I mean, it wasn't a bad job. If it paid a real wage, if it paid like, hey, you're a manager, here's what you make. Like, I feel like if you're a manager at a fucking any place, any place in the world, doesn't matter what type of job it is. If you're a manager, you should make enough money that you could get yourself a studio apartment. You know, so if they're not paying you enough, they expect you to like either be living with your fucking parents still or fucking what renting a room that is crazy because how are you supposed to fucking live i think they're imagining you're gonna live with like nine other dudes you know like i, I really don't I, my feeling well, is lose, they know who's in the office beating off to fucking exactly. uh, girls gone wild <laughs> exactly so <laughs> he's living with nine dudes you know what that would have been a good excuse if they were like why why did you do that because i can't at home because there's nine dudes living there because you don't pay me enough <laughs> for my own apartment fuck face Give me more money, I'll stop jerking off in the back room. Fuck I only did Christ. it the once. I swear I'd tell you if it was more. I know you would. You know, we got off it. For a while there, we didn't talk about it because like, obviously back in episode two, U.S. Research Company, I told stories about jerking off at that job and it being kind of a thing. And I would say I've jerked off at probably f- 63% of the jobs I've had. That's a rough since, estimate. Since U.S. Research Company? Yeah, yeah since then. Up I, to this point? No. Over my entire career as an employee at every job, I've, I have I try to do it at least once just because I think it's sort of funny to check it off. It's like a, a box <laughs> that I check off. So I try to, when I think of it, like at least one time at every job. <laughs> and you know, Love weirdly, that. because I'm working at home right now, technically I did at this job as well, even though I was home. <laughs> But I definitely was like, ooh, I'm on the clock right now. Let me knock that out just so I can check that box and move on with my life. 
I'm so weird. I'm so weird. I'm so fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, next episode, Lucky Brand Dungarees. Very excited. Yeah. It's. Uh, I hope I can think of some stuff to say. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, it's good talking to you. All right. Well, maybe you can help me buy a pair of jeans next week. Listen, I'm gonna get you put in a nice tight pair of jeans. You know, <laughs> be real comfortable in the crotchal area. All right. See ya. I'll see you later. <laughs>